So on today's expose, we are featuring Leech, the cute little Morlock boy. Little Morlock boy. Um, <laughs> and he is, he's appeared before on our X-Men show. He's like this green alien looking boy in a beanie. Very, and he wears very teenage clothes and jeans and stuff. Um, he got older since we saw him last, but yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah I'm like, oh, you're growing up. Um, his alter ego is James Jimmy Dorian Leach. Oh, that's X Men Evolution. Never mind. But there you go. That's X Men Evolution. So <laughs> uh, he, was, he first appeared in the Uncanny X Men number 179 in March 1984. Created by Chris Claremont and John Romita Jr. I can't say that. John Romita Jr. There we go. Um, but yeah, he has the powers to suppress other superpowers and telekinesis. Is that normal or is that just a retcon with telekinesis? Telekinesis was kind of a retcon because when he I remember did it in the show, it. he shouldn't yeah. have had that power. But yeah. I guess either they're referring to the show or eventually he got that power added. <laughs> yeah. So... Hmm. But according to the Wikipedia page, that's what it is. Interesting. Um, yeah. He has a notable alias as The Cure and Kid Incredible. So was he the? So he was what The Cure was made out of? Mm-hmm. Because, oh. yeah, they were using his blood because it suppressed his powers. So they, like, oh, synthesized yeah. that into a, a cure. That's so crazy. But, yeah, You're he crazy. is... I'm crazy. And this... They call me... <laughs> They come in crazy. Um, but yeah, so he's a green-skinned little Morlock that was orphaned as a toddler. And yeah, he's super cute. He's super fun. He's super nice. Aww. <laughs> I go where I want to go. Gene. Scott. Gene. Welcome to this week's Solving for X. My name is Sean. I'm your ultimate excavationist. And I'm something of an X fan myself, Kevin. Yay! Kevin, we had a previously on last week. Oh, yes, we did. Do you remember what it was? <laughs> it was the Wolverine outfit. Yeah. So what is your favorite look? The classic yellow and blue, sorry, classic yellow and blue, orange and brown, the spy or black and gold stealth, or the Weapon X panties. <laughs> uh, I know I said in the episode it was my orange and brown one, but, you know, I really do like the yellow and, or- and blue one, too, because it's the one people know. So I wouldn't be surprised if that one, because that's it's a staple. Um, I do like the Weapon X panties, too. Did you see the picture I posted on the Instagram of my dorkside friend? Yeah, very nice. Yeah, he's lovely. He <laughs> lives in Vegas, and we cosplay together sometimes. But yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say yellow and blue because I voted for both. But I've, <laughs> I I think yellow and blue will be the winner. 
even though I chose orange and brown. <laughs> okay, well, let's let's find out. Let's look over some of these numbers. So coming in dead last, last place is Spy Wolverine, the black and gold outfit with only 5% of the votes. Weapon X, the sexy time Wolverine with the little metal over his um, snicked. It only got 8% of the votes, only three votes. Spy Wolverine only got two votes. Um, at 34% with 13 votes, brown and yellow Wolverine. So his second outfit. And I guess, as you all probably guessed, the classic yellow and blue, which he debuted in and has been his primary outfit since his debut, got 20 votes, 53% of the votes. So, yeah, you were correct by landslide. Everybody likes the yellow and blue. Like, that's just the quintessential Wolverine outfit. <laughs> yeah, and they go together. They Both of the colors stand out. They don't, like, melt into each other. It's very, you know, and... A lot of the X-Men had yellow and blue costumes, variations of yellow and blue. So I remember when I cosplayed with Dorkside Fitness, he did the yellow and blue Wolverine. I did the yellow and blue Cyclops. And then we had the yellow and blue Jean. And we're all like, we're a team. (laughs) So it just looks good. Nice. Yeah, and I think if they if the MCU because we kind of talked about this last week with uh, Lucas, but I think if the MCU thinking about it based his yellow and blue on like the way it was drawn in Astonishing X Men because a little more like practical looking, so it could work a little that way. Right. I'm looking at a poster <laughs> we'll of my Astonishing X Men right now, and yeah, we see like Cyclops in like that really dark kind of blue, and then like the very trim kind of gold accents. Which is beautiful. Yeah. So those were good outfits. They were good outfits. And that's when we got a lot of the really like iconic Emma outfits that she's known for too. She looks so sexy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we, we even got the classic like red and gold Colossus outfit. Yeah. Oh, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, cool. So today we're here to talk about have yourself a Morlock little Christmas. And you guessed right. It's a Christmas episode with Morlocks. <laughs> How did you get this right? <laughs> I mean, it was, wasn't like it was in the title at all. It was a complete shock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this aired uh, December 23rd, 1995, written by Eric Lewald and Larry Parr, directed by Larry Houston. I remember hearing Larry, Larry, Eric Lewald uh, talk about this, and he said he just wanted to give X-Men, like, a fun little Christmas episode. So that was kind of his inspiration of just making something that's, like, a feel-good episode, yeah. a little bit different from what we're used to with, like, a lot of action. So that's why it seems a little different from the rest of the show. Mm-hmm. I mean, shows do this. Lots of sitcoms do it. It's the Christmas special. Everyone loves a Christmas special. I get it. It's the full house X-Men. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm holding in everything because I really want to tell you something, but I want your opinion first. So I'm holding okay. in everything, like a really bad to shit. The end. Okay. Well, <laughs> yeah. hold on to it for as long as you can. Because sometimes, you know me and Charmed, I would not have that patience probably. I tried. Yeah. Remember once in a blue moon? <laughs> oh, that did not go well. <laughs> No, I know. <laughs> Every time I see you, it's like, hi, Kevin, how are you today? And you're like, Prue dies in season three. I'm like, whoa, where did that come from? <laughs> you never actually said that. I just chose like a very basic spoiler. Yeah, <laughs> if, no, it's fine. if people like, don't know Prue died by now, then. By the time, come on. Yeah, by the time I was around, you were long past that, so. 
I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sir, why don't you jump us off on this Christmas in July? Okay. So Christmas is here. The goose has gotten fat. And the manor. Hey, I'm is working co- out. <laughs> <laughs> good, good for you. I'm so I'm so proud. Um, and, and the manor is covered in snow and bad singing, mostly Cyclops. I was so glad they addressed this. I'm like, ew, what is this? Why is he singing like that? I'm like, I'm so glad I'm a better singer than Cyclops is here because whoa. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he leaves it to Jubilee, Jubilee and Rogue to sing. He's like, yeah, I guess you guys should give it cover. And then Rogue's like, at least you tried. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Jubilee tries to get Wolverine to help decorate the tree. Wolverine tells her to fuck off and leaves. Cyclops <laughs> give Jubilee the duty of placing the star on the tree. Oh, Rogue flies her up and <laughs> Rogue flies her up. On up, sugar. I fly on up, sugar. I fly on up, sugar. <laughs> I did the same thing there. hearing Cyclops. I was like, what the fuck is this singing? Because I forgot the joke yeah. that, like, he knows he can't sing. Like, he's, like, yeah, louder I'm than like, everybody else. I'm like, <laughs> what? What is this? <laughs> so, yeah. What did you think of this opening? Like, did it get you in the mood? Um... It's weird because it is Christmas in July right now with this episode. So I'm like, I'm not really in the Christmas zone, but I'm like, I guess. It's it's the quintessential, I'm going to put the star on the tree. It's the most important job. <laughs> I guess it was cute. <laughs> okay, okay. But it, did feel, it definitely did feel different. Yeah, it does. It's more yeah. uh, lighthearted. Yeah. So, meanwhile, in the kitchen, <laughs> Kevin and Jean are preparing a meal. <laughs> oh, Jean. So, okay. Do you like this scene? <laughs> <laughs> Gambit isn't happy with Jean's cooking. He tries adding some Gambit magic, which translates into a little dime and cayenne. Jean flips the fuck out and mentally bullies Gambit into submission. <laughs> she tells him the day she needs his help in the kitchen is the day she stops cooking. <laughs> Gambit is propelled backwards and all the kitchen where ever, ever falls all over him. Gene laughs at him like a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I never know like, Gene to be such a cook. On him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cracks me up. She really but, takes like, this seriously. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, where has this Gene been? If Gene was always like this, I'd be like, get it, mama. I am such a Gene stan. I love her like this. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right, scene three. Meanwhile, Beast is in the lab mixing a non-alcoholic Yuletide punch. Storm and Xavier, (laughs) I don't know why I said it like that. Uh, Storm and Xavier creepily watch the X-Men shenanigans from the war room. Xavier notices Storm is distracted. As Storm reveals, she misses having Jubilee's childlike wonder. Her reverie, reverie is cut short by alarms. I don't know why, but I really got a kick out of the fact that Beast is wearing an apron, but he's hanging upside down, which thus makes the apron like 
not usable. It's like, <laughs> it was a really it's cute just me touch. my underwear. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. Mm. <laughs> I don't want to get my testicles dirty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Back at the Christmas tree, Cyclops grabs his titty and speaks into it. He commands the X-Men to check out a disturbance in Sector 9. <laughs> Storm, being Mistress Obvious, tells Xavier, We are nearly there! <laughs> <laughs> they enter the lab to find Beast covered in cranberry glaze. His experiment has gone wrong. Jubilee volunteers Beast to be Santa. Just then, a way too serious Wolverine enters looking for action. He's upset it's just more Christmas shit. Jubilee invites Wolvie out shopping with her and Storm. He not-so-politely declines. (laughs) So, fun fact, this is actually the first time in the series that Wolverine has been given the nickname Wolvie. Really? Oh. Yeah. How fun is that? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Or does he? <laughs> we got to Wolby, Storm, and Jubilee shopping at the mall. He's eager to leave, though. Storm tempers Jubilee's excitement by cutting the shopping trip short. Okay, when they get here, I was very confused a little bit because Jubilee says, This is my first Christmas with the family. I'm like, How long have you been with the X Men now? Like, your first Christmas? What? What? <laughs> yeah, actually, it's funny you bring that up because there was a note about that in the episode remarks because, yeah, it, she joined them in season one. We know she was 13 in season one. She later says with Longshot in season three that she's 15. So she's been with them at least yeah. two, maybe three years. So it doesn't I'm really like, make sense. Yeah, I'm like, what are you talking about? And Storm says Jubilee's name completely normal here. I was like, that's not how you say her name. <laughs> That's not how yeah, you say her name's true. <laughs> I was like, well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> the, re- the remarks on the page said maybe this is set like in the, p- in the past. <laughs> <laughs> but the only problem with that is, like you said, Leech is older, older. So I think it's just a, I don't know, yeah. continuity error, not yeah, attention, some... attention to detail. Mm-hmm. Well, like, why would they write that line about first Christmas? Hmm. That's, well, in our headcanon, we can just say we can say their other Christmases were ruined because of Magneto. Okay, yeah, we just we skip okay. those those holidays because too much is going on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So Wolvie is sprayed with men's cologne, which nearly sets him off. What's it called? Man musk musk of the wild. That's what it's called. I was gonna say man musk, but musk of the oh. wild. <laughs> I'm a big fan of my man musk. For the record. Uh, anyway, but <laughs> um, Storm excuses him to get the hell out while, I, while he can. It's like, go! You don't want to be here, obviously. It's too much for you. We can shop on our own. <laughs> yeah, basically. Sneak out before the the Christmas like shoppers and sell salespeople annoy the crap you out of you. <laughs> I did think, even though it's kind of like a throwaway comedy episode, like the fact that Wolverine almost loses it over this cologne, I feel like that's the closest he gets to going to like a berserker rage in the yeah. series, which is funny that it's based on cologne. <laughs> cologne! Cologne! <laughs> uh, maybe it's so pleasant! <laughs> <laughs> maybe there's like some like um, 
moose, stag, felt, antler thing in there, and it's like really like getting those uh, pheromones going. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe that's what it is. When you leaned back excitedly, I saw your Von Quish shirt, and I'm so excited right now. I'm going into a berserker rage. I love that. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> Shake them titties. <laughs> <laughs> At a nearby ice rink, Storm watches Jubilee and Wolvie ice skate. Wolvie isn't great at ice skating and is excited to hear an ambulance. Just then, an ambulance crashes through the gating. Storm uses wind to catch it and lands it on the ice. Wolverine moves to intervene when the cops show up. Ape! Do you remember Ape, one of our Morlocks? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Ape tells Wolverine that the sitch ain't what he thinks it is. Storm shows up and Annalie covered, covered in scorpions <laughs> and tells her Leech is very sick and they don't know what to do. Wolvie feels the Morlocks are lying. Storm sticks up for them, though. Mm. So, um, what was your thoughts on the way the Morlocks come in? Like, because we haven't seen them since I think season two. Yeah. Um, I I was I was excited to see them, especially the Anna Lee. I'm like, I know you so well. <laughs> um, I mean, it was cool to see them, and I figured they would be in here since it's called Morlock Christmas. So, um, yeah. yeah, I think it worked out. Like, what's with the hospital? I don't know. What's with the ambulance? I don't know. But interesting. Yeah, I feel like if you're a new watcher to the show, or if you haven't seen the previous Morlock episodes, you may not fully understand who they are but like they did a good job of giving you enough to where you understand what's going on yeah you can fill in the blanks yeah all right Annalie covered in scorpions tells them that they took leech to a hospital (laughs) but his powers were out of control they, they t- yeah, he took it there, and they try to operate on him, and but they go, zap the nurses, zap the nurses, and she falls over. They can't operate on this. This is impossible. <laughs> so in desperation, they stole the ambulance to try to get medicine. Annalie pleads for Storm to be their leader now. Now, when they need her, since she's never been around, she's like, you are the more like leader. You won the battle with those lightsabers, we remember. And Storm <laughs> creates cover for the Morlocks to escape. But Jubilee is more concerned about her presence. Storm and Wolvie lead leave without her. <laughs> yeah, so this is this is a lot going on because Storm has been too busy to like bother with the Morlocks. So we're getting like our character's not perfect. We're we're getting this story here, but also at the same time, we're getting this really deep story that really to me is very indicative of the AIDS epidemic mm. where um, Leech can't get help because he's a danger to those around yeah. him or a perceived danger to those around him. So this He is looks just like cool. Collins from Wrench too. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, he is wearing With so that beanie. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Christmas bells are ringing. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, right. so mm, interesting. Yeah, interesting. Oh yeah, and I think, but didn't Storm? She's like Callisto will lead in my absence. Didn't she do that? So 
Yeah, she did. So but it's, it's not still... completely, it's a little messy, but I mean, maybe because Callisto's not stepping up, they're blaming Stormware for Yeah, for not being around, Storm for not, not even checking more. up to see. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. In the sewers, <laughs> the Morlocks <laughs> and the Eggstone are taking the medicine to leech. Jubilee starts bitching that they're wasting precious Christmas time. They enter a room where the other Morlocks are standing around looking over leech. Callisto is upset with Storm for not being around. Wolverine looks at a sad-looking Charlie Brown Christmas tree. Storm asks him to help take Leech to the manor. Wolvie tells them they can't move Leech. His pulse is too low. A little ways away, Jubilee meets a young Morlock named Mariana. Come out, come out, wherever you are. Don't worry about us, Dingo. We'll make sure we can. Cameo. <laughs> Did you say Cameo. <laughs> <laughs> I think I heard it in my brain. Yes. <laughs> no, that was after the After Effects. I actually put the sound in after we recorded. Oh, gotcha. Okay. okay. <laughs> so Mariana is original to the show, but it's said that she may be very loosely based on Marina Smallwood, who was a character created by John Byrne for Alpha Flight Number One. She was an Alpha Flight. Beta Flight and the Avengers. She's a little bit older in those, but she is like covered in green skin with the blonde hair. Her skin has bumps similar to uh, this character in Web Fingers. Mm. Um, She has superhuman swimming. She can breathe underwater and she can transform. And she also married my boyfriend, Namor, very briefly. Yeah. fun. (laughs) <laughs> so yeah, not a complete cameo, but it's pretty like the fact that she has almost the same name and similar look, mm-hmm. like I'm going with it. Okay. I'm going with okay. it, Larry. I see you. Close I see enough. you Larry Houston. <laughs> Sneak it in. I thought it was so strange though. Because she's like Jubilee's like, Hello little one. And then they're cuddly in the next scene. I'm like, this is a strange child, but okay. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to know a secret? What? I hate Mariana's eyes. <laughs> <laughs> it it looked like anime, like the big wide, like chibi anime style. So it, it's so weird. Every time she's cuddling with Jubilee, looking around, like your eyes are like weirdly like, uh! <laughs> like I don't yeah, know. <laughs> like her eyes don't match anybody else in the show. And like by themselves, she's adorable. I love her. Yeah. Her eyes are fine. But within the realm of the show, I just feel like they drew her eyes like that on purpose to make us love her. And it doesn't fit the other animation. Yeah. She looks like she came out of another universe and is living here. Yeah. You're a cartoon (laughs) character, girl. (laughs) Yeah. Go back to your own show. (laughs) Go back to Party City where you belong. (laughs) (laughs) Stop it. You know what that does to me? <laughs> it's also funny because it was noted, and I watched for it too. I noticed it. Jubilee's presents keep like changing size and shape and color. Sometimes they have bows, sometimes they don't. So, like, yeah, there's a lot going on here. <laughs> At he- the nine, At Hearing Leech is in dire need of help. Jubilee gets upset. Leech can't die on Christmas Eve. It's a time of happiness. Nothing bad ever happens at this time of year. 
Damn it. <laughs> Unacceptable. <laughs> Storm refuses to lose Leech. Jubilee begs Wolverine to give Leech a blood transfusion. She thinks his blood could help heal Leech. Wolverine tells them it might work. It might work. He tells them he's tried it many times, but it only worked twice. <laughs> Storm tells Wolverine she'll ask Beast to bring supplies, but Wolvie needs at least needs to at least try the transfusion first. Okay. Wolverine agrees. She demands Ape to create she demands Ape to create a table for, for Wolverine to lay upon. And yes. get it done. Get it. Be the procedure. <laughs> so this whole part with Wolverine made me so mad. I was stuck like this for three hours. <laughs> That's a Foxy love or Foxy, you know. Yeah. And the reason is because in the comics, like this would never happen. Like Wolverine's blood cannot heal people. Like you can't transfer his mutant power. <laughs> So I was mad at that. But then when they explain, like, we've tried it many times and it only worked twice for some reason, I'm like, okay, that's fine then. Like, you explained it. You explained yourself. You made your own lore. Like, I'm good. So I like that they added that. (laughs) Good. And then um, I think this adds a lot to Wolverine's character because we don't see a lot that bothers him except for people turning into Gene and saying they don't love him. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But the fact that uh, he's haunted by the fact that he tried to help these kids or people and he couldn't, like, I just really liked that touch. It was really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> in the kitchen, Gene is threatening Gambit with the largest piece of broccoli ever. <laughs> Gambit has given the ham a juicing up without her permission. Cyclops moderates the fight until Xavier enters and tells him to stop fucking around. Storm needs our help. I called it the broccoli brush. I'm like, she's like, eh, I want to beat him with it. Couldn't that would have been amazing if she like chucked it or just like started whacking him in the head with it? I want this to happen. <laughs> Let's make it happen. And she go, ah, ah, like moan the entire time. Yeah. Ah. Uh, no wire hangers in my kitchen. Oh my god! Uh, so I saw Rogers the musical yesterday, and we were in line, and this little girl behind us like dropped her sprite. Because they gave out okay. a free drink to everybody. So then she opened it and it sprayed everywhere. And a little tiny bit got on the lady right behind us. And she was kind of like, whatever, it's fine. It's just a drop. Don't worry. But the mom and the little girl, it was adorable. She looked at the lady and said, I'm sorry. And the mom was like, I'm sorry doesn't help. I'm sorry doesn't take away the fact that you spilled your soda everywhere. I'm sorry doesn't fix that. You got it on this lady. And I just turned to Alan and I was like, this is such a Joan Crawford moment. Oh, my God. <laughs> what did you want from this girl? She could, yeah. She's like, I'm what sorry. What could she do? What could she do? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you better girl. pay for her dry cleaning, girl. <laughs> yeah. Get a good job. <laughs> <laughs> I, t- I told Alan it feels like the scene where she's like, I'm not mad at you. I'm mad at the dirt. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> 
but we're not here to talk about Rogers the Musical. That's Marvelous Galaxy of Disney I'm so earlier excited. this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> Back in the Morlock Tunnels, Storm announces Beast will be there in 10 minutes. The Morlocks prep Wolverine and Leech for the transfusion. Jubilee and Mariana... I'm trying to say like Ileana, but no. Marianne, Mariana, watch as the scene <laughs> unfolds. Mariana shoot, shows her the janky Christmas tree that Leech had found. Isn't it beautiful? She, she's <laughs> proud of her help on it. Mariana begs Jubilee to eat with them. She even offers some of her soup. Before Jubilee can answer, Storm summons them back to the main room. Jubilee asks Storm what keeps the Morlocks going. They have nothing. But I... No, okay, that's Whitney Houston. Storm answers. They <laughs> have each other. <laughs> this was so, like, heartbreaking and heartwarming at the same time. Because, yeah, like, the Morlocks... Just the fact that Mariana is, like, come eat with us, even though they have nothing, like, it's just mm-hmm. so sweet. <laughs> yeah, she she is so innocent and so grateful for everything that they do have. And maybe she's unaware of what <clears throat> all is... What people might have that are more entitled than her or more lucky than her. And so whatever she gets, she thinks is a blessing. And that's a really beautiful thing. I love that. Yeah, I agree. Did you see a continuity error here? Uh, I don't I probably missed it. <laughs> so Plague is here. But all the way oh, back is that the one the that makes you sick? She, yeah. Okay. And she has that, that voice. Hey, what are you doing? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, she's here, but she was turned into one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Right. And she hasn't been cured from that. And I'll give you a little spoiler alert. We see her next episode as a four horsemen of apocalypse. So what? she shouldn't be there. <laughs> she shouldn't that, be there. <laughs> mm, that's real bothersome. That's real bothersome. Yeah. I probably so ignored her because I'm like, she, I don't know who that is. <laughs> I don't remember who that is. Yeah. She changed back to go to Christmas and then I guess changed back into <laughs> yeah. Orson, which is something they can do. <laughs> right. It's like, it's like you got to let me have uh, Christmas off. <laughs> got to go back home. <laughs> no, it would be like this. Look, Apocalypse! You got to let me do Christmas! <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. It's like, okay, fine. But but you must be back the next day. (laughs) 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 Meanwhile, in the main room, the transfusion is not looking good. Wolverine gets frustrated and begins to leave. He's stopped by the arrival of Storm and Ragu. I mean, Rogue. He asked Beast to tend to Leech immediately. Beast begins to do tests on Leech. Callisto pushes him to do something. Just then, Leech comes to. It seems like the transfusion did work. Jubilee and Mariana celebrate as Wolvie looks at the janky Christmas tree, which over time, this Christmas tree has turned from like greenish to like reddish, which is weird. (laughs) Yeah. Get the Christmas colors in there. Get them both. Yeah. (laughs) And Leech, it was noted that Leech is not wearing a shirt or beanie the whole episode, but when he wakes up, he's suddenly wearing it. So (laughs) where did that come from? Yeah. Just oh, wow. then, oh yeah, just then, Storm demands Callisto give her the scepter of power. 
Callista refuses until Storm commands it. She's like, you aren't a leader. You're never here. Like, I am the leader. Give it to me, bitch. And then she's like... <laughs> <laughs> and, and so and then she's like okay she's like you know the rules this is what i am <laughs> and then calista gives, gives it to storm um gives it but tells storm she doesn't deserve it storm has calista she's like now kneel before me loser <laughs> and, and the, but then she bequeaths leadership of the morlocks back to calista like oh surprise surprise Yes, you are honored. La, 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 la. I bequeath all of the Morlock leadership to you and you. And you will, will take take this staff and, you know, hold it with pride. Mm, whatever. You're such a good bequeather. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, so Wolverine is so inspired by this scene, he demands a cookie and a glass of orange juice. <laughs> Beast shows that he is not a medical practitioner by calling that by calling this a good meal. <laughs> it was such a weird little dialogue. Like, so I need a cookie and some orange juice. What? Not cookie and milk and I don't know. It was weird. You can't dunk that. That's not that's not good. Don't do that. No. <laughs> I don't know. He is Canadian. Maybe they have like weird customs over there. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Callisto offers her thanks by offering the X-Men to stay for food. Jubilee realizes that most of the presents are food. She (laughs) encourages the children to open them and partake. Beast and Rogue look on to their little Jubilee proudly. They are happy that she did the right thing. Aww. Back in the kitchen, Gambit is mad that the X-Men aren't eating his beautiful meal. Jean offers an idea. Let's warm up the food. Tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Gambit is triggered. You don't warm up such (laughs) culinary masterpieces. (laughs) Gambit does not make diva dinners. (laughs) I am living for Gambit and Gene in this episode. (laughs) See, see, when we were in Mojo Vision, this should have been one of the TV show options. Oh, you're right. <laughs> Can you imagine? Yeah, like an Iron Chef type thing. That would have been hysterical. <laughs> yeah. Gavin and Jubilee cooking show. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but mean, I don't know if cooking shows were as big in the 90s. They they came, came kind of came later. They did. You're but. right. <laughs> <laughs> we need to see that in so, X-Men 97. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> In the other room, Professor X is on the phone with Jubilee. You got mail. 90s moments. Wait a minute. Did you just hear that? It's a 90s moment. No, 90s moment. Because <laughs> he's talking on a <laughs> cordless that. phone, like a cordless landline. So, I mean... I know some people still kind of have those, but not so much. We're all about cell phones now. Mm -hmm. He tells her he understands her choice to spend Christmas Eve with the Morlocks. Xavier tells Jubilee that her and the others will be missed, but he couldn't be more proud of her for the sacrifice she made to bring happiness to the less fortunate Morlocks. Merry Christmas from the X-Men. And God bless us, everyone. (laughs) Right? (laughs) (laughs) 
So, Kevin, what are your thoughts on this episode? I don't know. I don't know what to make of it. <laughs> um, because I, there are, it's definitely a feel-good Christmas episode. It's There's some really nice moments in here. But it just feels so weird. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know. I like. I mean, I like it. I like it for what it is. I. It definitely made me had a stroke of memory in me because it's the one that I kept referring to that I always remember the Christmas episode. So it definitely made an impression. Um, but I don't know. I guess we'll take, talk about it more when I figure out what I want to do with it. <laughs> okay. Well, I will reveal this to you, but. Um... This and one of the episodes in season five are the most hated episodes in all <laughs> of the X-Men the Animated Series. Yeah. People hated yeah. this episode. Like, that's kind of what <laughs> Eric was talking about, was he's like, I just wanted to make a feel-good Christmas episode, but it's like the most hated it's not episode. It's supposed to be fit in there. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so for me... um, I don't hate this episode. I think it has some really like fun stuff to it. I think I could I can understand why it's hated, especially if you're watching this like week right. to week. Um, there's no like real story. You want the drama, the action, yeah. And there's not. There's no real story or action besides the self-contained plot. But like just for the Gambit and Rogue scenes alone, like that is comedic genius. Uh, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gambit and Jean, and then um, also the story with leech is very touching it's not perfect like it's got some holes in it but it was actually ranked one of the most heartwarming episodes in cartoons even if it's not loved mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah so i gave this i was actually kind of <clears throat> torn i was surprised because i went into it thinking like i was gonna hate this even though i've seen it i didn't remember it like beat by beat but i was in between extreme and expected i think i'm gonna land on expected just because it's not perfect, but it's enjoyable. It's fun, and it, it made me laugh a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I thought for sure watching this, because I could, I was picking up on the clues of what I, you were giving me before. I'm like, oh, this is probably going to be a crappy episode. I'm probably going to hate it, too. <laughs> so I was thinking, I, was, I went into thinking with the, with the idea that I'm probably going to exit out. But you're right. There are some things to enjoy here. Definitely some comedic gold, some really heartwarming moments. Some weird eye girls, um, but but yeah, I'm gonna give it an expected as well because you know it's not the travesty that you expect from a, a hated episode. It's just not the norm. Yeah, yeah. Um, who would you say is the MXP? I said Storm because she's really. Proactive the whole way through, like getting Wolverine shopping, getting him out of shopping, <laughs> um, you know, taking control of the Leech situation and offering to like dispel their differences for Leech's sake. And that's really nice. And she does become quite the leader here. So I'm going to give it to Storm. Okay. I'll tell you, I wanted to give it to Jean, but just because she's the most funny doesn't <laughs> yeah. mean she was the most excellent. Um, I ended up giving it to Jubilee because I felt like um, her sacrifice in the end to like give food to the Morlocks is like what turns the tide. And like, yeah, just seeing everything through her eyes in this learning moment, it's really like a, the heartwarming center of this episode. Yeah. 
did you see Kang? <laughs> <laughs> no. Good. I didn't even look. He's not in it. <laughs> <laughs> Which, it's funny because uh, Lucas actually messaged my personal account to tell me, oh, I remember. I think I remember where Kang is, but I try to block it from memory. <laughs> <laughs> all right so he didn't want to message our solving for x because he didn't want to spoil it for you <laughs> right because you know i see yeah yeah <laughs> uh what would you say is the x factor see i'm going to say i don't know <laughs> i guess um people coming together towards a common goal to enjoy each other and help each other. Yeah, I think that's an X-Men thing, right? That's an X-Men thing. Yeah, it's very <laughs> X-Men. And mine's similar. Like, we see, even though the Morlocks are being, like, shitty towards Storm, even though mm-hmm. the Morlocks, like, stole an ambulance and are doing things the wrong way, like, the X-Men still do what's right to help uh, another mutant in need. So that's right. a very X-Men theme. Yeah. Cool. So uh, for this week, I want to know what our sexy exes think. Who do you think is the better cook, Gene or Kevin? (laughs) 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 That's amazing. I think they probably have two different styles of cooking. You know, we got Cajun cooking. So you get that spicy, the gumbos, the shrimps, you know, that type of stuff. Um, versus I think Gene would be more of like your home cooked mom kind of cooking. Right. So I think my personal preference would probably be Gene's cooking. Okay. I feel like you described it very well. I feel the same. I feel like they're probably both really good cooks, but very yeah. different. And for my taste, I'm going to go with Gambit. Cause I love like, yeah. uh, Cajun food. Like it's so good. The, all the food in <laughs> Nolens was so good. I had the best oysters I've ever had there. <laughs> yeah, I do. I would love some beignets. Yeah. I would love some of that. Mm, well, Gambit can yeah. make them. So that's why I voted for him. <laughs> mm. <laughs> all right, Kevin. This is it. This is uh, the next episode starts a four parter. What was supposed to be the big finale of the whole series. Um, What do you think beyond good and evil is about? So as a whole or just the next episode, I guess it's, I guess it's all kind of all one unit, isn't it? So, um, (laughs) so it's a finale. This was going to be the finale. So I'm thinking it's probably going to have a lot of ties to things that came before Lots of closure and things. Well, you did tell me that there's that apocalypse, the horseman apocalypse. So that's in there. Um, so I guess apocalypse is back. Maybe there's who else? Who else is in there? A big player. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Magneto will be in there. Maybe some time traveling because they love their time traveling. With the it's always like the big episodes that are time travel episodes or that are two parters or three parters. So <laughs> so I don't know. Something like that. Okay, okay. I will tell you, it is a big time travel, but maybe not in the way you think it is. Um, Okay. And yeah, it's epic. It's some of my favorite episodes. Like these, I think, are probably my most watched. So I'll give that away. And um, it's an original story. So uh, 
Eric Lewald wanted to go out with a bang. So he, like you said, he does bring a lot of elements together and gives us a big finale, which is very exciting to watch. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. And Sexy Exes, just like the Phoenix and Dark Phoenix saga, we are looking to bring you a different guest each episode. I know Kevin shared with me some of the guests. Um, I've shared with him my one guest out of the four. <laughs> <laughs> so we got some exciting uh, times for you ahead to wrap up season four. Yay. Yay. It's good. Oh, and because this was a Christmas episode and I'm in the spirit of giving, I have to come clean about something. <sighs> What? You never gave me a season three quiz, and I was sitting on it. I never told you because I didn't want to answer the questions. I was afraid. (laughs) (laughs) But you never gave me a season three question. I was like, oh, good. I don't know that season very well anyway. I probably failed miserably, so it's fine. I'm going to skip it. (laughs) That's okay. I'll tell you a secret. I got lazy, and I didn't want to do it. <laughs> oh, it just feels so good to get off my chest. <laughs> Me too. Giving <laughs> each other. <laughs> I mean, hey, sexy exes, if you want, if you like the quizzes, let me know. I'll keep doing them. But um, I think Kevin likes it better when we don't. <laughs> but if you want, the I mean, they're definitely him, interesting and they're good. Yeah. but but it is it's it's very. I get very under pressure. I know. I never feel I get that the ever. same. <laughs> and it's funny because we're just like doing it as friends. Like, it, there's no like, no um, bad thing if we fail, but it's just you're under pressure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, where can where can the people find you, girl? Yeah, you can find my personal Instagram at kgz87. Or because Instagram is where it's at, that's where I be. Or you can follow the podcast where Sean is helping me cover the season ten Charmed comic books on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube at Words of the Witches. Yay! And you can find me on Marvelous Galaxy of Disney. This week we saw Rogers and Musical, and we talk all about it on our show. You can also find me on MyMagicalJourneys.com for any of your travel needs. Winky face. Winky face. Winky face. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Okay. (laughs) You're weird. (laughs) I'm so weird. Alright, thank you for listening and we'll see you next week for Beyond Good and Evil. Oh man, I'm so excited. Yeah. Excited. Excited. <laughs>